This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. My name, as always, it hasn't changed since the first episode, is Radio Mike. And this is the inside of my mind. Funnily enough, and, and welcome to the podcast if this is if this is uh, your first ever time listening to this podcast. What a journey you're in for. And what an interesting time to start. Um, when I started this podcast, I used to always say, my name is Radio Mike and this is the inside of my mind. Well, I still always do, except now I do an alternate name every week, like Romboxiso Mark or Rombuso Tim. No, I've never done those, but they're just examples. Anyway, I'm rambling a bit. Um, I've never actually said this on the podcast and no one's ever seemed to pick it up, but uh, the, the thing... This is the inside of my mind. I didn't make that up. That is a, another pop culture reference in the slew of pop culture references that the introduction to this podcast has in it. Obviously, there's in the intro alone, there's a bunch of uh, quotes from various 90s slash 2000s popular culture, including The Simpsons, Futurama, Shrek, um, Banjo-Kazooie, the Nintendo 64 game, uh, and Super Smash Bros. 64. Um, if you really want a, a, a true uh, example of how nerdy the guy doing this podcast is, and that is me, Radio Mike, the guy from the podcast that you're listening to right now, you really do just have to get to the intro. And if you haven't recognised any of those popular culture moments, this probably isn't the podcast for you, but I implore you to stick with it. I didn't intend to talk about this, but the inside of my mind is from a movie. Um, and it is a movie I watched a very long time ago, but I always thought, and in that movie, and um, I, I, it's not a very well-known movie, I don't think. So I don't, I, I realize that's why people probably don't uh, have never been like, hey, is that are you referencing this movie? But it is an excellent movie um, that I strongly encourage you watch. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you what it is because I want someone to figure it out. I know a few people would know who know me because I've watched this movie with a lot of my real life friends and a bunch of my real life friends listen to this podcast. But, um, you know, if we're not real life friends, try and figure out what the movie is. Um, I don't know how easy it will be to find it, but basically the, the character in this movie that is saying, uh, this is the inside of my mind, um, is a, is a character with, uh, a lot of stuff going on and a lot of uh, issues, I guess. And I, I think the reason I was drawn to that quote so much when I started this podcast was because I thought that I was kind of at a similar point in my life where I was like trying to figure stuff out. Interestingly enough, and I think if you go back and listen to the first episode of this podcast, which I kind of encourage you not to because I'm <laughs> incredibly, I cringe a lot at like the first year of this podcast. I don't know why. I cringe at everything I've done in the past. Um, but I think you will notice that I have changed as a person a lot from that first episode, which I, which was kind of the point of this podcast to explore who I was. Um, and I have learned a lot about myself in the process. Um, why was I saying that? Oh yeah. Um, but I still feel like now and this is halfway through season three of the podcast, I still feel like there's like such a long way to go in terms of me figuring stuff out, which is kind of like 
some of the stuff that I wanted to to talk about um, today in a way. Um, but I hope you've been well, though, overall. I've been really well. Um, let me know how you've been going. Radiomikepod at gmail.com is the best way to get in touch. If, I've, if you've never written into the show, consider writing in this week. I'd just love to... Uh, to get to know who's listening to this show because um, there are lots of people who listen to this show and it, it really makes my week hearing from you. You can also get in touch at radio.mic on Instagram or join the podcast Discord, which is a group chat. There is now a channel in there called Introduce Yourself where people can introduce themselves uh, and just talk to other people. There's a bunch of people in that. There's nearly 200 people and you can talk about. There's a movie thread. There's a music thread where we recommend new music to each other. Um, there's uh, like heaps of heaps of threads, like threads for all my content and etc. So, yeah, I would love for you to get around uh, the Discord and the podcast as well as that. Um, just to do a plug at the top, I would love it if you could uh, donate to the Patreon for this podcast, patreoncom Mike. A few new people did jump on board this week, so I will just log in and get their names because I want to shout them out. But for as little as a dollar a month, you can join the Patreon to this podcast. Every um, couple weeks, there will be a Pat and Mike bonus podcast with myself and Pat, the producer of this show, who does such an amazing job. Um, And uh, okay, it's asking me for a verification code to log in. I don't know why I need a verification code for my own uh, Patreon, but still, Stick with me, guys. For as little as a dollar a month, you can do that. If you don't want to go through the rigmarole of signing up to Patreon, if you would prefer um, and you want to support me, you can go to paypal.me slash itsradiomike. If you send me $12, I'll consider that $1 a month for a year. And then if you request, I will send you all of the MP3s to the bonus podcast. Um, So I realize some people you know, don't want to contribute. I don't know why I'm doing this on my laptop. I just realized I have the app on my phone. Um, uh, Radio Nick, welcome to the radio family, Radio Nick. Uh, Nick Schaefer has contributed to $1 a month. Uh, Thank you so much for getting on board. And of course, Amy Harvey and Woody Hall as well both contributed, but I think I referenced those guys last week. Um, People seem to be really enjoying the Patreon bonus podcast with me and Pat. It's a bit more in-depth. It's a bit more personal. And we talk about behind the scenes of what we do for work and what we're working on here and like working on Hamish and Andy and Willosophy and just more stuff that I don't necessarily want to tell on uh, the main podcast. Not because it's like confidential information. I'm not giving you like insider trading secrets about the media world, but more just like personal stuff that doesn't necessarily fit on this. Um, Speaking of personal stuff that doesn't necessarily fit on this, um, I, I kind of want to talk a bit about that. But uh, first of all, I will say a shout out to Radio Carla. Welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Carla. Listening to your podcast, binging it during New South Wales lockdown. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm up to the 12th of December, episode 2019. You said to message you if listening from the future to say happy 25th birthday. Yes, I did. I will forever be 25 because um, I asked people on my 25th birthday to wish me a 25th birthday whenever they listen to that podcast on the 12th of December, 2019. 
and I still get messages to this day wishing me a happy 25th birthday, even though I will be 27 in six months. Uh, well, less than six months now because it's now August, which is pretty crazy. But thank you very much, Carla. And of course, do a 360 spin on the spot right now, all listeners of this podcast, because if you see me in your vicinity, which is highly unlikely right now due to all the restrictions, but you win the podcast, the podcast ends forever if you win, but there is a secret prize so uh, good luck with winning the podcast. Obviously, no one has done it yet. Um, okay, so this week I was uh, I was I was so sick. I we recorded Hamish and Andy on last Tuesday, so sort of this time last week, and I was in the office and I left home and realized I had a sore throat, and I'm like, uh oh, and then. Throughout the day, my nose just became runnier and runnier. And I was like, oh no, I've got it. I've got the virus. Um, And I was sneezing. I was coughing. I was wiping my nose all day. So I'm like, yeah, I need to get a COVID test. I haven't had one. I've never had a COVID test. And I have this weird thing where I don't know where it comes from or why it happens, but anytime I'm like at the doctor or anything like that, where the doctor has to like do some kind of invasive procedure. Like for example, a COVID test, which is shoving a stick up your nose really far. Um, or like, I don't know, once I had to have like my ears checked, um, even like getting an injection, like a, like a vaccination or something like that. Um, I laugh. Like if anyone's like looking into my body or injecting, like going inside my body, not in a sexual way, but just like in a medical way, my brain just starts laughing. I don't know why, but, and I remember once the doctor was like, I can't remember what he was doing. I think I was getting my ears syringed because they were blocked up with wax, which happens from time to time. And I was just getting my ears syringed and I just couldn't stop laughing. And the doctor's like, is this funny? And I was like, I don't know. It's just weird. Um, but yeah, so I got the COVID test and the girl was shoving the thing up my nose and I was just um, laughing and she didn't really get it. Neither did I, to be fair, but uh, that happened. And within 10 hours, I got my negative result when they said I had to wait two or three days. So I was very pleased with that. Came out of lockdown. I'm all good. The thing is though, um, I, I guess I just wanted, I wanted to talk about where the world is at at the moment. And I realize this podcast is generally like, I don't really talk about the pandemic too much on this podcast, but I, I, uh, I wanted to offer, you know, just a few thoughts I've been having that have kind of worn me down. And I, and, and this podcast, particularly in the first year, which I do cringe at. So that puts into question why I'm speaking about this, but um, I'm going to anyway, this podcast sometimes I have in the past, like just opened up about my anxiety and my like struggles with, um, I don't know, like, I guess, I, I guess like depression, like not really depression, but anxiety and overthinking and, um, rumination and, and different things like that, which I have, um, spent a lot of time reading about and trying to get better at and managing in the last few years. And I believe I have done a, a good job at that. And I don't know if it's like, the fact that I have been uh, sick and 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 all of that, but I've just noticed in the past maybe three or four weeks that my anxiety 
is 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 really high and certainly not as high as it as it used to get but higher than it's been in quite a long time and and I've been doing a lot of thinking about that and some people might be in in the same boat some people I know some people um don't really get anxiety at all which is which is great everyone sort of handles things differently I get it a lot and I think the thing about covid that I think is really tough at the moment and I'm not going into any groundbreaking territory here by any means, but I think that like it is getting really hard for us as a world, as a country, as a state, as a society to live in this uncertainty and knowing that one, it almost sometimes feels like there's no escape coming from like the privilege life that we're kind of used to in Australia of like this overwhelming freedom and like when you want to take a holiday, you go on a holiday to like Europe or Japan or New Zealand or America or whatever. You know, at the moment, the idea of going on an overseas holiday is is crazy. I was planning to travel in 2020. I was planning to go to Europe. I actually think for, for a while I was talking to Luke Kidgel and possibly Lewis Spears, two, two mates of mine who are comedians. Um, well, I'm sure you know them if you listen to my podcast. I think they were planning to do shows in the UK. And I was like, oh, I'll come over to the UK and hang out. And I had this plan to do like the 20th Century Boy Euro tour and just do my podcast in countries all around Europe and stuff, um, which obviously didn't happen. And the idea of an international holiday just seems to be getting further and further away. Not to mention the fact that, like, it it feels like traveling to America now for leisure is, like, becoming increasingly unlikely because of, like, how that country currently is operating. I don't know. It's it's all a bit weird. And I was talking to my housemate about it and she was saying, yeah, like, we, we, we need to remember that, like, we're all going through this like collective trauma of being locked down and having our lives totally change. And I just, I just don't feel like a hundred percent. And I feel so weird about what life is at the moment. And the fact that I can't really plan and I feel like everything's very stagnant and static and I'm not scared. Like I'm not really scared, but I feel like we're, yeah, we obviously can't live the lives we want um, and we're at the mercy of this virus and if it's if case numbers go up, like Victoria, which is currently out of lockdown but still restricted, like we can't have people over to our houses and stuff, which is a shame because I've just moved into a beautiful new house and I would love to have, you know, people come over and see it. Um, yeah, we, we, at any moment we could go back into lockdown and suddenly we're sitting at home by ourselves not really doing anything and just wondering what's next. And career-wise, it's, like, got me thinking a lot because, you know, basically the other day on the weekend, I was going for a walk and I bumped into someone who was, like, a, a very loose acquaintance that I knew when I was at high school. Like, have not seen this person in literally 10 years. No, no ill will, no, 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 nothing wrong. Just knew them by the fact that we went to school together. 
uh, but never really knew them well. And I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And and this person was like, yeah, really good. Uh, uh, and I was like, what have you been up to? Uh, they started a new job. And then they were like, they said to me, oh, your podcast is exploding. And I just looked at them and I was like, is it? And they were like, yeah. Well, it, it looks like it is. And I got into this, and, and sorry, guys, I realize this is, <laughs> this is probably really boring for you to hear, but I think that I'm going back to the root of why I made this podcast, which was just to explore my inner psyche or the inside of my mind. See, I'm calling back to why I talked about that at the start. Um, and I was just thinking to myself and I'm like, has my podcast exploded? Because never in my mind do I feel as though I've reached the level of success that I would like. Um, and I constantly compare myself to other people, uh, particularly in terms of numbers and followers and likes and subscribers and TikTok views and everything. And I'm starting to just, again, and I've had these breakthroughs before, but I'm starting to feel as though, um, I don't know, like it's wearing me down. It is really wearing me down. And there's so, like, and, and, and I think it's, it's interesting that from an external view, and I think this is something we need to remember, like from an external view, it appears, you know, this person who doesn't know me very well goes, oh, like Mike's podcast is exploding. And I guess like there is like, a, there actually is a really strong listenership of this podcast, which I'm very grateful for. Many people get in touch with me during the week about this podcast and uh, send me messages like, so many messages now, particularly on Instagram, that I can't even get to all of them on the show, right? So if you've sent me a message on Insta and I haven't responded, it's just because like lots of people are, and this is not like, I'm not trying to, I'm certainly not trying to boast, but then I'm like, to me, my metric of success hasn't been reached. And I keep thinking like, well, when do I reach that metric of success? And I remember... I, I, I was doing this thing, Mike Talks, at the start of the year and late last year, um, as well as that, uh, and I will be trying to bring that back in a more casual form later this year. And I think Ryan Shelton, I might try and dig up the audio, but I think he was talking to this point, or maybe I'm confusing it for my Mike Talks because I've heard Ryan Shelton talk to this point so much, which is that he had to get to this point where he realised that he... Uh, just wanted to make, he wanted to love the process of doing things as opposed to um, doing them for the sake of people seeing them and praising him, I suppose. And I don't know, I guess like while I've gotten to a point of feeling really comfortable with who I am, which I am so much more than I was three years ago when I started this pod, I'm still like yearning for something more. And I don't know what that is. And I feel like COVID is stalling my opportunity to find it. And I'm going to be honest with, uh, I haven't really spoken. I've, I've been speaking to my friend, Jackie. Uh, if you've heard the Harry Potter and the boys podcast, Jackie has been on that twice. She's hilarious. And I've been mates with Jackie for a couple years. She always wanted to do stand up. She's a very funny person. And, um, but she was, she, she said to me, I felt like I was waiting for an invitation and then I realized that I just had to invite myself. Very interesting discussion we had and I'm going to try and get her on a mic talks because she's great. And I feel the same. Like 
part of me is like, I would love to do stand up or I would love to be writing comedy and like writing stuff and making more stuff, like doing this pod and my Harry Potter fan fiction pod, which is geeky as, or doing my YouTube content about movies and games and stuff that I'm into and the nerdy style content that I'm into. Um, But I feel like I'm waiting for an invitation and I feel like it's because I'm afraid and my anxiety is taking hold and saying, nah, just stay where you're comfortable. And um, to link it in just before finishing up, this particular rant. I've, I've started reading this book. I'm sure people have read it because it's a bestseller at the moment. And I assume books that are bestsellers are books that a lot of people have read. It's, it's called The Midnight Library. And it's about this girl who um, uh, is planning on taking her own life. And that's a, a heavy subject. So I'll put it out now. Uh, Lifeline 13, 11, 14, if you're having any issues at all with with anything like that, um, please call it or reach out, reach out to me. Like anyway, life is hard. Um, and she ends up in this limbo, which is the midnight library where there's a, there's books everywhere. And each book is an alternative life that she could have lived if she didn't, uh, make the decision she made. Like when she was a kid, she was a champion swimmer and she goes into this life where she pursued swimming and didn't quit swimming and became an Olympic swimmer that was really famous. Or she broke up with her long-term boyfriend. They didn't get married. So then she goes into a book, which is an alternative life where they did get married. And she finds out she was just as unhappy married to him as she was with him and different things like that. And I'm about halfway through. It's a really gripping read so far. It's obviously fiction. Um, And I just, I don't know, it's sort of just starting and I've been having these thoughts for a while about like who is Mike and what do I want to do next and how do I get there and how is COVID kind of stalling that? And yeah, how do I claw myself out? Because what my friend Jackie said to me, I was waiting for an invitation, really spoke to me because I do feel like that a lot. Like I'm waiting for someone to be like, hey, come and do this. And another friend, and and I guess this is the beauty of doing these podcasts with friends and speaking to them because Joseph Green, hilarious and lovely friend of mine for probably about four years now, um, who was on Mike Talks and go and listen to that. (laughs) After we finished recording, funnily enough, all all the really deep stuff tends to come out after we stop recording, but... I was sort of talking to him about this stuff and he said to me, oh, but like, you know, I've seen you perform. Like I've seen you on stage. And he was like, I've seen you do stuff with Luke and Lewis on stage and I've seen you do things like that. Like you can do it. And I don't know where this fear is coming from in my mind, but it's this very real fear of, of being hated and this very real fear of, of, of people hating me. Uh, which is which is awful, and it stops me from wanting to do it because I'm I'm afraid, and I'm anxious, and uh, I'm putting it out there on this podcast that I think that's my next step in developing me, that that's what I want to explore. Um, so I might try and use this podcast a bit to explore those feelings, but that's where I'm 
where I'm currently at in terms of exploring myself and what I want because I I also have these incredibly strange self-image issues of like thinking that people look at me and just think I'm like a horrific person. Um anyway, I don't <laughs> I don't know why I said all that. I just wanted to get it out there in the open. Um thank you for being my virtual therapist and listening to my podcast more generally on covid though. And um I don't think this is generally controversial, but what I wanted to say on on general covid is um it is really hard at the moment and I'm in an incredibly privileged position. I will say that I'm in a very privileged position in my life where um, for the past 18 months of COVID, my work has almost not been affected at all. In the, Well, r- my work in radio was affected. I no longer work in radio, um, but my work in podcasting and the podcast industry has not been affected. I've been very lucky and I'm very grateful to the people that employ me to work um, because I've been very lucky. Um, But I also just feel so much for the people who are like small business owners who do own like cafes and small stores and barbershops and things like that where if society's locked down, they can't trade. And if they can't trade, they can't make money. And if you can't make money, you, you can't really live. And I feel like we're in this impossible problem where the government of Australia, and I never really talk politics on this pod, but, and, and, and I'm open to, I'm not, I'm not an expert here and I'm open to people talking about this with me because I'm not pretending to be an expert. I'm just trying to make sense of some of this in my mind. Like, I feel like the government is not really doing payments anymore for the snap lockdowns, which just puts people off so much. And then I saw this great video um, from Ferg Neal, another comedian, and uh, Pat, who works on this show, also works for, for Ferg. But Ferg did this great video uh, about the protests, and maybe rather than rather than trying to to paraphrase Ferg, I might just copy in um, Ferg's audio here of what he said. Labeling everybody who went to that protest as stupid is a missed opportunity for this country to look inward and ask what conditions are necessary to propagate social unrest. Imagine you've gone to underfunded public schools in Western Sydney. Imagine having your small business shut down with virtually no economic support, while $12.5 billion worth of JobKeeper went to some of Australia's richest companies. Imagine being fed propaganda by a man who owns 70% of Australia's media and for 18 months funneling the idea that lockdowns were enacted by dictators. You think if you were encouraged to drop out in your TAM with less than $100 in the bank and a three-month lockdown on the horizon and a family to feed, you might be confused and desperate enough to risk a fine to tell the rest of the country you can't continue as is. Which is why I think influencers rolling their eyes on publications suggesting this kind of more nuanced thinking while drinking Sauvignon Blanc from their newly renovated kitchens have become metaphors for the cataclysm that's defining Australia during this pandemic. I, I don't know how much or how little, like, I, I don't, I, 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 I see, like, this is the thing with COVID is it's such a multifaceted issue because I completely agree that, like, I think a lot of people who were protesting, and I don't think protesting was the right thing to do, but I do, I can understand that a lot of the people protesting are people that are literally, like, at a loss because they can't make money when, when things are locked down. And, Literally, if you don't have money, you can't really get food. And if you can't get food, that's a huge problem. 
I relate to that. And then I think of like all these people who don't want to get the vaccination. And I think, I think if you can get the vaccination, you should ASAP. And as soon as most people are vaccinated, the better, right? I realize that some people don't think that and that's okay. Like people have to make decisions for themselves. Um, But where I'm at with it is like, there's the, the problem is, is that there's like this blood clotting thing with the AstraZeneca and there's a, one in, I'm not going to say a number because I can't remember it and I don't want to misquote it, but there's a one in X chance that you'll get a blood clot and die. And, you know, no one really wants to die from getting a vaccination. And that statistic alone is enough to make people so afraid of getting the vaccination that now they're not going to get it because the government has scared people essentially into not getting it. And people seem to get really angry at these people. And I think we need to be more compassionate about how anxiety works in these situations. Um, I don't know if what I'm saying is controversial, but there is a, it, it is statistically unlikely that you will die in a plane crash. It is statistically unlikely that a plane will crash and flying is generally an incredibly safe thing. It is very, very unlikely that you will die when a, if a plane crashed. Sorry. It is very unlikely that a plane will crash while you are on it. Um, but it does happen, right? And people can't see outside of the one in that figure, right? Like it is highly, like when things are highly, fear fear is not based on uh, rationality, I don't think. Fear is based on fear. Like it's just, it could happen to me. I could be the one that dies from the vaccine. I could be the one that dies in the plane crash. I could be the one that gets eaten by a shark at at the beach. Like, do you know what I mean? People can't think outside of that one because even though it's such a small possibility, it's still a possibility. Obviously, you're less like, like you're more likely to get, I think you're more likely to die of having COVID than you are from the vaccine. But it's like, I just think, I don't know. I think we're really stuck at the moment as a society because people are really scared and they can't understand the rational way of looking at it. And I just think I, I'm not an expert on any of this, but I'm, I'm worried about what that means for society moving forward because I understand that people are scared and I don't know how we can eliminate that fear now. And that really worries me. I think you should get the vaccination if you can. Um, I really think that that's the best way out of this and out of this uncertainty because once we're all, the more people that are vaccinated, the better. Again, I don't, I'm really not an expert on this. I just kind of wanted to get my thoughts out on it as well. And um, if I've said something wrong, if I've said something stupid or wrong, please let me know respectfully um, and I'll uh, definitely try and uh, reiterate what I've said next week in terms of like correcting it and stuff. Cause I, again, I'm not an expert, so please don't think that I am, but um, yeah, look, that's a, that's a pretty meaty start to the podcast. We're not going to end it there though. Uh, I will talk a little bit more about, um, <laughs> I will talk about some more fun stuff. And uh, if you're a fan of the Hamish and Andy podcast, you would have heard this guy on the podcast last week. If you didn't, here is a little bit of audio. When, when you hear that someone um, has a Mario skill, without even telling you what the skill is, what percentage chance do you think you have that you could also do the skill? 
Uh, I wouldn't say I'm too confident with Mario Kart. I'm more of a crash team racing kind of guy. I think that's the superior kart racing game. Okay. Um, just by, someone who uh, has no you... idea what crash team racing yeah. is. Hey, by the, the way, really Mark, by the way, yeah. everyone knows Mario Kart. Yeah, no, no one, one knows, knows crash, crash team, team racing. racing. Doesn't that, well, isn't that a giveaway that Mario... to explode this week? <laughs> okay. Because it, it, the yeah. crash team racing support is going to be huge. Now, as I'm sure you're aware... Uh, I doubt H and A are going to raise this further on a future episode, but I wanted to stand my ground. Crash Team Racing is undoubtedly better than Mario Kart. Crash Team Racing is just so much better in every way, especially the new version, the Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled version. On uh, I have it on Nintendo Switch, but it's on a few platforms. It is. So much better. Not only are the characters in the Crush Bandicoot franchise just way cooler than any of the Mario characters. Like, look at, just put Crash Bandicoot and Mario side by side. One's a chubby Italian plumber, right? In red, in blue overalls. In in blue overalls. I don't know why I said overalls. Overalls. And one's a... a Uh, he's actually a mutant bandicoot, isn't he? He's like a genetically altered bandicoot that can talk and spin, spin you into oblivion, crush boxes by spinning, right? Who's the sidekick in Mario? Oh, it's Luigi, carbon copy of Mario, a little bit taller, a little bit skinnier, wears green instead of red. Who's the sidekick to crush bandicoot? Well, I don't know. Uh, You've got... Coco Bandicoot, his sister, I guess just a female version of Crash, but then you've got uh Okay, I realized that was a pretty that was a pretty dumb point because Coco is just sort of a carbon copy of Crash, the same way Luigi's a carbon cro- copy of Mario. But anyway, then you've got Cortex versus Bowser. Cortex mad scientist, Bowser idiotic uh dragon thing, right? Tiny Tiger, Dingo Dial, Dingo Dial, the half Dingo, half Crocodile. Come on, guys. We all know that the characters of Crash Bandicoot are superior to the characters of Mario Kart, right? And it was just a better game. It is a better game. The mechanic, if if you are a gamer, sorry, guys, if you are a gamer, you will know the mechanics of Crash Team Racing are superior to Mario Kart. It actually is a functionally better game. Uh, I can tell you that. Uh, categorically, right here, right now, right here. So go and play Crash Team Racing. But guys, I did say there that the emails were going to go crazy and I just wanted to read out a bunch of correspondence I received this week from various people and I'm just going to read it out. Uh, Radio Alex, welcome to the Radio family. She says, quick FYI in way of support. I've never played or even seen Mario Kart, but I haven't lived under a rock, so I know it exists. Crash Team Racing, however, love it. Think it's awesome, definitely not unknown. Loved it the first time on my PS2 20 years ago and now love the refreshed version on my current PlayStation. Definitely not obscure. Keep up the good work. Another one. Ahoy, Mike. I'm listening to Hamish and Andy and just wanted to say that I knew exactly what Crash Team Racing was. I personally was a big Crash Nitro Kart fan, but can't lie, the Crash Racing games don't get the credit they deserve. Kieran, just wanted to voice my extreme fondness of Crash Team Racing. Many, many hours playing that as a little tacker, and in recent years, it was recreated. I have a platinum trophy on the PS4 game and love the time trials just like Mike does. Wes, hey guys, just listen to the podcast, and I have to say, Mike is right. Crash Team Racing is much more popular than you think. 
More than agreeing with Radio Mike, I see a lot of myself in him. I used to have that arrogant attitude where I thought I was the king of Crash Team Racing, slaying anyone I came across and usually by a large margin. That is, until I met my fiance. Quick, unassuming and humble, she mentioned that we probably shouldn't play because she grew up with the game and didn't want to beat me too badly. I scoffed, I laughed, I mocked. She destroyed me. Caleb, dear Hamish and Andy, I love Crash Team Racing. Daniel... Uh, Daniel, I was literally downloading Crash Team Racing to my Xbox before I started listening to this week's podcast. Love the game, was a fan of the original. Mike is a great addition to the team as the um actually nerd. Love his work. Maddie, just wanted to say that it was nice to hear somebody show Crash Team Racing the love that it deserves. Crash is greater than Mario Kart. Jaden, after listening to the most recent episode of the podcast, I should get in touch with the video game stuff. I want to be officially be on Team Mike and throw my support behind CTR. I am a neutral fan of Mario Kart and Crash Bandicoot, but CTR definitely reigns supreme for me. Anyway, have a good weekend. Go the Lions, which I believe is an AFL reference. Lyndon, just here to show my support for Crash Team Racing. Lucy, Crash Team Racing, definitely superior. Michelle, I'm no gamer, but I did grow up in a PlayStation family and our Crash Team Racing disc absolutely wore out by the end of the 2000s. Connor, the amount of respect Bandicoot Mike has gained for saying Crash Team Racing is the best is immeasurable, but the best racing game is Crash Tag Team Racing. Rebecca, just a Crash Team Racing fan, chime in to say only the coolest people know Crash Team Racing. Taylor, I just wanted to shoot it through an email in support of Mike. Crash Team Racing is awesome and shits all over Mario Kart. Graham, Crush Team Racing is far superior. It's like Kraft Peanut Butter is well known, but 99 Monkeys is superior. Steven, hey fellas, Mike's right. Crash Team Racing was an awesome game, much better than the newer Mario Kart. You get a lot more powers and moves and you can merge cars together. I think that's Crash Tag Team Racing. There you go. That is not all of them. That is a select few. And Crash Team Racing absolutely dominates. It is an amazing game. So I realized that my, my rant at the start went for way longer than I thought it did. So I hope people uh, appreciate that a little bit. Uh, I do have a few things, but I might have to cut a couple things out. But I wanted to talk about last week on the show, I talked about The Bachelor. This week, I want to talk about Beauty and the Geek. The reason I want to talk about Beauty and the Geek is because uh, I've been watching a lot of free-to-wear TV with my housemates recently, and Beauty and the Geek has been on. If you're unfamiliar with Beauty and the Geek, Beauty and the Geek is a TV show where they get uh, stereotypical hot girls and stereotypical geeky guys and pair them together. And it's like, oh, bloody, what's the name of this lipstick brand? Oh, what's the name of the the enemy in Super Mario Brothers? And then they, you know, and the thing about this show, this is actually kind of serious because the thing about this show that irks me a lot is when they start doing the makeovers for the geeks, right? Because actually a lot of the geeks, in inverted commas, really they're just guys who have um, like some niche interests. Like one loves motorsports, one loves martial arts movies, one of them is a gamer. Like, you know, I feel like being a gamer, considering half the population plays video games in both men and women, I feel like being a gamer doesn't really classify you as a geek. I would classify myself as a huge geek. In fact, I would say I'm Australia's most lovable nerd. But anyway, I I could go on that show. Casting directors, you know, hit me up. But the thing about the show is that 
And I realize this goes both ways. So, you know, this isn't a huge, huge issue. But when I was watching it and they do the makeovers for a lot of these geeks, most of whom are like pretty, like they're pretty normal looking, conventionally attractive guys. Like they might not have the best sense of fashion or style, but they're like, most of them are actually, in my opinion, like they're pretty normal looking dudes. Um, I think like, they do these makeovers where they literally like give them stylish haircuts and get them professionally styled and give them an outfit that really suits them and it and etc. I think the problem I have with it and this show generally is that it kind of assimilates being a geek in inverted commas with being like a socially awkward virgin kind of person with with no dis, like disrespect to that but like a socially awkward person who you know can't doesn't have any success with dating or love um and because of their interests because of what they like which might be gaming kung fu movies you know link 182 which i don't even think is that geeky or like but you know because of that that is the reason why they can't get a girlfriend or be considered cool or have no friends or are socially recluse or whatever. And then this whole idea of, oh, but if we give them a makeover and make them more conventionally attractive, then they'll be, you know, so popular in society, right? And I just think like, I think it's kind of problematic to do that on that show because you're basically saying, see, if you just looked like this, then you'd be cool, but because you look like this and do the things you do, you're not cool. And like, I just don't really get, like, obviously the makeovers, they're great. Like they, they really flash them up. They give them haircuts, they shave them. And I don't know. I just, I, I, it, it kind of annoys me. And I get that it does go the same way with the girls where they purposely give the beauties, um, like they, they're portrayed to be really dumb, blonde kind of stupid girls when they're, really just normal women who are like normal intelligence and stuff, but they kind of cut them together as if they're really stupid. Um, And I think it just, I don't know. I've never really enjoyed the stereotypical geek because I think it's really limiting in that it kind of portrays anyone that has any kind of nerdy interest is just an oddity to society. When like, I would say that, any interest, whether that's like, you know, there are people who are diehard sports fans who would get into a fight and punch someone at an AFL game because their team lost. And I think that, you know, that is equally as just insane as someone who really, really likes martial arts films like this guy in in, in this show or someone who loves like, Pixar films like I don't I I just don't like that we categorize certain interests as nerdy because I think that it's wrong to think that your interests are normal and someone else's are wrong right and they're like oh I love footy and and I love uh cricket and those are like normal men stuff to like and I don't like gaming and uh, Pokemon because that's really nerdy. I don't love that. I don't, I don't love that. Um, and that kind of seems to be the, the culture that 
Beauty and the Geek is speaking to. And I realize it's a reality show and I can't expect any better from it. And I realize that the women are uh, edited equally as bad. And I realize it's the magic of TV production that's making it look as much like that as possible. But yeah, I'd love to know people's thoughts on that, to be honest. All right. How long have we been going for? Already 42 minutes. Jesus bloody Christ, Mike. Um, here's what I will say. I'll, I'll, I'll reveal the answer to the Lost in Translation next week. Um, so I'll give people another week to figure it out because it is still there and I'll give another clue. So here is the Lost in Translation, which is you need to decode these song lyrics, which, is, which have been Google translated heaps of times. He fell asleep in the morning. You should be happy. Rich country. He fell asleep in the morning. Always the sun. Rich country. Okay, here's your clue because not many people got it last week. Well, no one got it. Um, I did get one submission. Who was that from? I'll just get it up on my emails. Um, it was one submission that was wrong. Uh, and it was... It was... Sorry, guys. It was Cusbro. Welcome to the RF, Cusbro. I reckon this week's Lost in Translation is Country House by Blur because it repeated house a couple of times in the last translation. Plus, you've spoken about Blur a few times on the podcast. Let's see if I'm right. Um... Might see you in the Dream Factory. Thank you, Cusbro. That is incorrect. I do like Blur. They're very cool, but it is not that song. In fact, uh, it is not no, not even in the right ballpark. Like, that is very far from the correct answer. All I can really say is only focus on rich country. That's all I'll say, because I don't think any of the others other bits can be discerned into what this song was. Rich country, I think you could figure it out. Um... Aside from that, I did say last week that I'm going to be playing a Legend of Zelda game on the recommendation of the listeners. I'm going to play Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time on Nintendo 64, but I'm going to emulate it on my computer. So uh, I'll give some updates on that. I might start tonight and just play like an hour a day for a few days and see how I go. And finally, uh, Pat rang me me earlier today uh, to talk about a few things. He's going to be leaving the show uh, so if you want to hear about that and, uh, learn a bit more about that, Pat and I will talk about it on the Pat and Mike bonus podcast on Patreon, patreon.com slash radio Mike this week. Uh, so go and subscribe to that and you will get access to hear all about Pat leaving the show. Um, also chicken episode 2.0 is coming out. Well, really we're, we're kind of in this bit now. So let's do this. The plug. All right. The plug. Um, Harry Potter and the Boys, uh, there's three or four chapters left, I think, and I I just haven't been able to get people over to the house. Um, I will have an episode next week. This week, no, I'll put an announcement on that feed, but please go and binge it if you haven't already. Check out that podcast. It's doing really well. It's going gangbusters. Um, sorry for the hold up, everyone. I appreciate you being patient with it. Um, as well as that, the YouTube channel, I haven't done a proper video in so long. The reason for that is... Um, I moved house. Uh, it was lockdown. My housemates were always home. I didn't want to disturb them by doing videos in here. Um, uh, I, and then I was sick. I was going to do videos last week, but I was just, I was genuinely so sick. I was bedridden for like two days. So, um, this week there will be a bunch of YouTube videos up, including Mike's monthly movies, episode seven for July, 2021. That is a Bonus video podcast I do on my YouTube channel, Radio Mike. Links in the description. Please subscribe. You can, you can also watch the full 20th Century Boy. It, and Mike's Monthly Movies is where I uh, 
do I basically talk about all the movies I watched in a month. It's like a 25 minute pod. There's obviously six episodes from January to June there. I'm really enjoying it. It's probably one of my favorite content outputs. So go and check that out on my YouTube channel. Uh, That'll be up this week. I'll also be chatting about on YouTube this week how a live action Pokemon TV series is being developed by Netflix. I might talk about Loki, the Disney Plus series and what I thought of it. Um, And a couple other things that I want to talk about on my channel. So please go and subscribe. Pop culture news and discussions and stuff like that. Um, Aside from that, uh, that there's a follow-up to the Crash Team Racing thing on Hamish and Andy this Thursday. Would love for you to check that out. And I think that is more or less it. Radio.mike on Instagram, radiomikepod at gmail.com, radiomike on TikTok. Um, We're growing there. So, yeah, I really appreciate everything, guys. Thanks for listening to me today. Patreon.com slash radiomike if you want to chuck a couple dollars my way to help keep the lights on here. I would really appreciate it. Uh, But for now, my name's in Radio Mike. Don't block the MDF. This has been the inside of my mind. Don't block the MDF. Don't block the MDF and all the other ones. Goodbye. podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com. <laughs>